Amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone, Happy and good afternoon. Um, this everyone should have the notes. The notes is on page forty-two. We continue with the theme that we've been going over: the voice of God, the spirit of prophecy, and understanding how the Lord works. Now I'm going to ask for readers for some of these things. Not going to read all of it. Most some of those things are there just for reference points. We're going to. This is going to probably mostly be a dialogue sort of thing, or or, or talking to points because like Swinton went over the old things. And um, one of the things I learned from the Bible, you know, going over the old things, we just need to reference them. I don't need to, we should be familiar with them. And if we're not familiar with them, this is the best time to go and familiarize ourselves with those things. Amen? This is what Swindon was encouraging um, in his presentation. This morning, Val went over, she was going over health. She was going over what's needed for the natural body. And Swindon was going over what was needed for the spiritual body. And, and both, both of those things are working for, for the upbuilding of our system. Amen? And so what I hope to do this morning is to show that it's to it's show something that we, we all need to understand. And I want to go with it like this. You know, um, Jesus is our, is our best friend. And if he's not, we need to make him our best friend. And Jesus is our personal savior. And if he's not, we need to make him our personal savior. Amen. Amen. And Jesus is our teacher. And if he's not, we need to make him our teacher. And one of the ways I'm learning how Jesus is my best friend, my personal teacher, and my educator and, and, the one, and my guide is that Jesus will never have me touch something he has not touched. He will never have me hear something that he himself has not heard. He will never have me see something that he himself has not seen. And he will never have me walk somewhere that he himself has not walked. And he will never have me do anything that he himself has not done. And he will never have me descend somewhere where he has not descended. And he will never have me ascend somewhere where he has not ascended. So anything the Lord asks us to do, he has already done it already. And that's how he's our guide. That's why he's our friend. And that's why he's our savior. Because he's done it already. Amen. He's done it already. So he's, he's set before me a perfect example. And another thing the Lord is showing is, is the word of God true? How many ways can you teach it? I'm really looking for the simplest thing. There's two ways. Uh, no, that's true, which he, you're looking at it from one aspect. But I want to show that there's two ways you can teach the Word of God. The right way and the wrong way. So there's two ways you can give knowledge, the right way or the wrong way. And Matthew 25 teaches that so perfectly. There's two ways to give knowledge. And the easiest way to show it is through nature. And we're using nature of the Bible because what we're going over, if you see in your notes on page 42, nature, the Bible, and the spirit of prophecy. Amen. So we're using nature, we're using the Bible, and we're using the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy must come through living vessels, living people. Amen. Amen. Living people must, prop, must, must have the spirit that's in nature and that's in the Bible, must speak through living people, and that's the spirit of prophecy. And I know that the Lord is speaking to us by his mercy, because that's the spirit. If he's not speaking to us, then where's the people he's speaking to so I can go worship with them? Amen. 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 We, with the people we are to be worshipful with is those whom God is speaking through. And if we don't know who God is speaking through, why are you worshiping in the first place? Yeah. Why are you there? Why are you keeping the Sabbath if you don't know God is speaking through your pastor? Why are you in that building? If, God, if you don't know that God is speaking through that man, why are you listening to that man? Is everyone following? We are required to know whom God is speaking through. Because Jesus says, my sheep do what? Know my voice. And what do they do? They follow. Where are they going to follow him to? As his custom was, where was he? In church. That's where he was. They're going to follow Jesus of church to hear the man that God is speaking through. 
If God is not speaking through any one of us here, why are we sitting here? Why are we watching our videos? Why are we sharing our videos if we don't acknowledge and recognize that God is speaking through living people? Amen? Amen? We, must, we must acknowledge that. If we don't acknowledge that, we will reject Revelation 18. We just will. We just will. If we, one of the strongest deceptions Satan has put on this world is the one that the papacy put out. What did the papacy put out? A man claiming to be God. So therefore, Satan made the world afraid of hearing men claiming to say that God is speaking through them. He made the world afraid. And that's why Christ is dealing with the spirit of Laodicea. Study that chapter. I'm telling you, study it. It says they have need of what? Do you know what that word nothing means? It means nobody. That's what it means. That's one of his meanings. They have need of nobody. The spirit of Laodicea is that they have a spirit that they don't need nobody. So not even who? And how's Christ going to come? As somebody. Somebody is to come. But if you have the Laodicean spirit that I don't have need of nobody, you will reject that light. Amen? We, we have to see that. We have to see it. And this is, where I'm, this is why I'm saying this. There's two ways that we can teach knowledge. Two ways. We can teach it to puff people up, by, and you puff yourself up, or you can teach it to humble people because you're humbled yourself. That's the only way to teach the Bible. The only two ways. Satan teaches the truth. Satan says Jesus loves you, but it doesn't lift Jesus up. The papacy says Jesus loves you, but who does it lift up? Him. Because what doesn't he have? The Spirit of God. God is not speaking through the Pope. He's not. But God can speak through the Pope when he chooses to. When there's somebody to save, just like Balaam, God will speak through that ass. He'll speak through that dumb ass. The Pope is a dumb ass. And the Lord will speak through him if it's necessary to save somebody. Amen? Amen. But, he, but as, as a rule, God ain't speaking through the Pope. No, he's not. That's a lost system. No person should be in the Catholic Church, not one. Amen. Not until you have what? Okay, so when you... Amen. So how do we recognize that? That's what God's people need. ISAF to recognize the Spirit. That's what Spirit was going over. We need that ISAF to recognize whom is God really speaking through. The parable of the ten virgins says one, five of those virgins was teaching the Bible the right way. Five of them was teaching it how? The wrong way. They were teaching the truth. But what didn't they have? The oil. So they didn't have the nutrient that they needed to give. So they were giving people bread, but there was no nutrient in their bread. The other group was given the bread, but what was in it? The nutrient, the life. There should be life in every minister that preaches from the pulpit. Life should come from his message because if life comes from it, life will manifest in you. Because it will lead you to repentance. Amen? Amen? Otherwise, the foolish version was to give, just given knowledge. It was puffing you up. That's why you become Laodicea and rich and increased with good. The Adventist church knows about the Sunday law. That's just knowledge. So because of that, Seventh-day Adventist is lifted up in head knowledge. But what they have? They have no oil. They don't have the oil. Not all of them. But a change will come. So there's two ways to teach knowledge. And this is easy to show. Let's look at nature. There's crooked bakeries and there's good bakers. 
Good bakers will put the nutrients in the bread. Crooked ones, what will they do? Take it out. Why do they take it out? Why do they take it out? Why do they take it out? No, that's not it. They don't care about expense. They, they want to save money, but why are they taking it out? They're under the influence of another spirit. Are y'all following? They're under this influence of a spirit. Somebody told them to take it out. Amen. It, because they're doing it for what? To lift themselves up. It's even in the natural. They, and when you eat that bread that doesn't have the nutrients, what is it going to do to you? The same thing, you're going to lift up your lustful desires. Nutrients help us to keep our lustful desires subdued. This is real. When we eat the proper food, it aids the body in fighting against sinful desires. When we eat the improper food, it encourages the body to embrace sinful desires. Just go to Genesis chapter 3. That's what the Bible says. Tree was good. One was good for life. One encourages self-denial. And one was full of good, knowledge of good and evil. One encourages self-exaltation. So the Bible's teaching us that natural food plays a part in helping us to crucify the flesh or it exalts the flesh. Y'all saw nature in the Bible? Did y'all see nature in the Bible? No, did y'all really see nature in the Bible? The Lord wants us to see that because now we will be careful of what we put into our bodies. Because what we eat will either make you lift yourself up or it will lead your spirit to humble yourself. Amen? It's both in the natural and it's in the spiritual. So it's very important what we put into our bodies. That's what Val was going over. Isn't, isn't she pointed the image? Nebuchadnezzar put it in wrong, so he was ahead of gold, pride. But gold is good. Isn't gold good? Silver is good. Brass is good. But there's a wrong way to use these things, and there's a right way to use these things. So why does this happen? How do... People come to use it the right way and come to use it the wrong way. Now let's go into our notes. Let's look at this. Two ways to teach now. So when we come up here, us as ministers, when we come up here, we need to make sure that we have life in ourselves. We need to make sure we have oil in our vessels with our lamps so that when we teach, life goes out from our teaching. And that life will be manifested in breeding life. People will repent. That's how I can see the fruits of this message. People repented under the preaching of Jeff Piffinger and Dario Telia and, and Jamal Sankey and Pastor Corns. People repented. People repented under the preaching of, of um, Mark Bruce and, and, and Connor and Patrick and, and Theodore. People repented. People repented under the preaching of Romario and Rashad and Swindon and, and members here at Living Waters. People repented. But are they still repenting? Are they still repentant? Or did they come to a point where they, they feel rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing, meaning nobody? Amen? That's where we are today. That's where we are. And we need to recognize that God is really trying to work with us and really trying to help us, and he's given us instructions. So why did I go that? The 2520, what is it? Many answers, but there's a key one I'm looking for. I'll give you a, a hint. It's present. Present truth. That's what I was looking at. The 2300 days is what? And follow the same thought. Present truth. The daily is what? Present truth. But there's present truth and then there's, I don't know, I'm asking the Lord to help me to find a way to say it. There's present day truth. 
I don't know the right word yet. Christ says, give us this day our what? Okay, so this is what Christ feeds us from. Not every Sabbath he's going to come here and feed you to 2520. We're all under what? But there's certain food that we need to eat at that time. The light for that time. So why would you teach a light outside of that time? So why would you study a light outside of the t light for that time? How are you going to recognize the light that's for that time? God has men, and in a crisis, they present the light for that time. So eat that bread, because that's where the most nutritious thing you need for that time in which you're living in. It's in that food. The most nutritious thing that you need to help to build up your spiritual life is in that food. And if you eat that food at that time, then you're getting all the nutritious life that comes from God that the soul needs in order to be sustained in the time in which you live. And at the same time, store up some extra for the future for when you will eat it then. But if you eat the wrong food, it actually destroys what the body needs. And when the time comes, there's nothing stored for you to use. Isn't that what nature teaches? If we eat the wrong bread, that's what will happen to us. And so that means the same goes in. Bread is bread. Good bread or bad bread is still bread. Good truth or bad way to teach the truth is still truth. But is the life that you need in that truth? Is everyone following? That's how Satan works. That's how he works. He uses the very thing you hold as truth, but he mingles it with his life. And Christ uses the truth, but he mingles it with his life. So when the minister comes up here to preach, he's either mingled with the life of Christ or he's mingled with the life of Satan. And that's what he's going to get. But how are we going to know which one is mingled? How are we going to know? We have to know by the Sunday law. If we don't know, we're going to end up on the wrong mingling side. So the, this, the first and the second is to teach us. Swindon didn't bring in this part. A.T. Jones, he came in under the third. But what didn't he have? And Ellen White told A.T. Jones, go get the first and the second. You don't have it. And he disregarded her counsel. Where did he end up? Who? Who did he end up with? Kellogg's. He ended up with the, ming the one mingled with Satan. And Ellen White was mingled with Christ. Is everyone following? But Kellogg's was teaching the truth. But it was mingled with Satan. Ellen White was teaching the truth, but it was mingled with Christ. So if you eat the writings of Ellen White, you're getting the life that's in her writings. And if you, if you eat Kellogg's, you're getting the satanic life that's in his. And that's what A.T. Jones got. So therefore, that spirit led him to reject the spirit of Christ that was in Ellen White, which is the spirit of what? Prophecy, which must be manifested in us. But we must be able to tell the difference. We have, we are, it's mandatory for every son of God, every child of the living God, to tell the living spirit from the dead spirit. It's, an, it's not optional. It's mandatory that we know this. So let's go into our notes. Let's, go, let's take a look at our notes. Until you what? That's one step. There's a second step. And then there's a what? A third step. Because they came out from under the heathen and the papists. There's three steps. That's what she says. There's three steps to heaven. But in those three steps is, is other steps. That's what you call fractals now. Amen. So let's go on to our notes. Can I have a reader for, matter of fact, you don't have to read it. I think it, it, the, the first scripture is Revelation 12, right? Yeah. Okay, in Revelation 12, you see a woman clothed with a son, and what does she have? And what else? And 
What is all of that? I'm throwing it out there. What is all that? It's what? Praise God. What else is it? Follow the theme. The Bible. And it's the spirit of prophecy. It's all three is right there. What is the sun, moon, and stars for? In the simplest, simplest. Praise God. That is very simple. Praise God. It's for light. And I heard it. Praise God. So this woman is the woman of prophecy. She has a record of the past, the present, and the future. And she brings forth a man-child that can read the past, the present, and the future. And the dragon is angry with those who understand the past, the present, and the future. The sun is for time. The moon is for time. What's the stars for? Navigation. Navigation is about time. If you're not navigating, you're going to end up at the wrong time. That's just how it works. You need navigation to, to go the right way. So this woman has a good navigational skills. She has a good she has a good sense of where things are to be and where we're to be at what time, and she knows what message to teach at what time. And those who are born of that woman have that same spirit, but that woman gives birth to two children. She gives birth to one that uses it right, and she gives one to that that abuses it and uses it to lift themselves up. And one uses it to lift Christ up and put self down. Amen? Amen. Christ came in a time of who? So, so then what is Rome there to do? Based on that woman. Rome is the time changer. Rome is the time changer. Rome is the navigation changer. Rome hides time. The, the great power of Rome is to hide time and to hide where you're to be and where you're supposed to go. That's what Rome, Rome was raised up to hide time. Because God is a God of what? Time. So Christ came to fight against the wrong time and the right time versus wrong time. Christ came to fight right navigation versus right wrong navigation. How do I know? Because Jesus says, I am the way. Oh, there's the navigation. He's the star. I'm the truth. Oh, there's the time that I need. There's the, the present truth that I need for the time. Amen. And there's the life. Amen. And when the papacy come up, just go through history. What does Rome do? They just change time. Literally, that's what Rome does. Amen. Amen. Anything to do with time? Rome. Anything to do with nav the way the world is going to go? Rome. I mean, what is, what is it saying? What is it saying? All, what does it say? And what does Christ say? I'm the way. Amen. I'm the way. Follow this way. What Christ was born in the time when paganism was at its height. At his height. He had to be born in that time. And go on your notes, Revelation 12, the head in his moral, 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 moral heaven. Thank you. War and moral heaven. Christ, Revelation 12, 1 to 6, is showing Christ in his humanity. You may not understand all of this now. That's fine. I encourage us to go read what our pioneers have to say. Go down to the first quote. And our pioneers understood that this was a battle of the moral heavens. Christ came to fight that battle. Read that quote, please. There appears another wonder in the moral heavens. At a, all of it or just a bowl? Just a bowl. Okay. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven, moral heavens and did cast them to the earth. That's it? Okay. So Christ in humanity had to deal with the moral things. Christ had to show that you can live in the worst time and still keep the moral way. 
Is everyone following? He had to prove that. Otherwise, we can't overcome. He had to, because Satan made a charge that man cannot be moral. He can't do it. But there's another thing. God's law is not just. God's government is an unjust government. Well, who can answer that? Who can answer? Only God can answer that. No one, because only who can answer Satan? Okay, so the next verse deals with who? Michael. And it says there was what? War in heaven. This is the political heaven. This is the political heaven. There was war at the same time in 27 AD when Christ entered upon his work, Daniel 9 teaches us. He was waging a war on the moral heavens. That's what Revelation 12 is teaching us. And he was waging a war because he was God in the political heaven. Ellen White says Christ was his divine arm. He grabbed the throne of God with his human arm. What did he do? He grabbed the earth. He held on to man. So at the same time while Christ was up on earth, he was in direct communication with God the Father in heaven, and he was in communication with man upon earth. He had to be in line with the government of heaven, and he had to be in line with the government of earth because he had to answer Satan charges that God's law can be kept by man and that God's law is just, and it should be the only thing in this universe that should be obeyed. Christ had to show that. Is everyone following? And everyone that's born of that woman will show that in their life. Everyone that's born of that woman. We can prove that this message actually gives us victory in the moral world. And this message actually gives us, helps us to understand God's government at the same time. Is everyone following? That's what comes from that woman. That's the seed of that woman. So now when you go to verse 17, it says, and the dragon was what? Why is the dragon mad? Because there's a people who have all of that. Is everyone following? There's a people who have, who have a knowledge of the sun, moon, and stars. They know how to navigate people in the right direction. They know the moon, how to, how, what time to worship God. And they know where the present truth is, what the sun is, where Christ is at the present time. They know and the dragon is angry with them. Oh, but that's the end. That's the end, right? Because it says remnant. I'm going to take you, Swindon. That's the remnant, correct? Well, where, does the, where did this all begin? Because if we don't understand the beginning, there's no way in the world we're going to understand Revelation 12, 17. No way. Go ahead, Swindon. Now, I was going to say, in my understanding, this. You have to get over the moral, which is really the church. Amen. And the state. In 2014... We demonstrated who left, who actually left the church, because the people that left the movement, where did they go back to? To the fallen they church. Go back to their regular yeah. Seventh-day Adventist church. Or some of them left altogether. 2014 demonstrated who had left the church and who didn't. Now he's leading us to a point where midnight cry. We have to leave the state. Amen. We have to leave all. Every, entire surrender. We yeah. Amen. Entire surrender. Amen. Amen. Because Millerites left the church. Amen. But the church. Didn't leave the state, so the Lord had to raise up a people and repeat that whole process of leaving the church and then teach them how to leave the state. I don't want us to miss what Swinon is saying. This is very important. Remember what I said. There's present truth and then there's the truth your soul needs now. The Lord is preparing us for something. The first thing that Christ fixes is that there's a in man, in man, there's a religious nature and a civil nature. He always fixes the religious nature first. That's that's a little easier. The civil, I mean, but over time it's hard. But the, the civil nature, that one is done in troublous times. That one, 
that one takes some, it, it, it's going to be done, I don't know how to properly say this all yet, but th this is what the Lord is teaching, when God's government is built on church and state. So that means everyone that, everyone that God has created has in them church and state. Church and state is a life that comes from, it's not just an ideology, it's an actual life. In church, there's a life, and in the state, you can only keep God's religious law if you have the life of that religion. And you can only keep God's civil law if you have the life of that government. That's why you can see the Amen. They've lost the life. They lost the life. And what are they going to lose next? The state life. They're going to come by. They're going to lose that. And now she's dead. She's lost both the religious life and the, she knows, no longer knows how to run a government, and she no longer knows how to run a church. She lost that. The sun, moon, and stars represents those who knows how to run a government, both the religion and both in the state. And in order to do that, we need to have the life of that system. In the sun, there's life. Even in the natural sun, there's natural life, which is to teach us about the spiritual sun to get the spiritual life. Is everyone following? Praise God if we're following, because this is essential that we understand these things as we're going forward. Go ahead with the hand. of the bride and the bridegroom won't be heard in you anymore. Maybe one way you could think of that is the life of religion and the life of God's civil government. That's yeah, it's both gone. Yeah, amen. Yeah. That is true. They're gone because the light is gone. Amen. You're not going to hear that voice. That's the close of probation. No more life to feed your religion mm -hmm. and no more life to feed your government. That's the close of probation. And what happens when there's no more? You're going to wither and die. Yep. Both your religion is going to die and both your government's going to die. And the only thing left for it now is to burn up, to burn it up. Because you can't burn wet wood. You can only burn dry wood. So the Lord's going to allow you to suffer and burn out and lose all your love for religion and lose all your love for government. And then he's going to burn you up with the seven last plagues in the lake of fire. Because all of that is withered away. That's why this is important. The first, second, and third keeps us from being withered. It keeps us wet with the dew of heaven, Nebuchadnezzar. So therefore, you can't burn Nebuchadnezzar. You can only preserve Nebuchadnezzar. Amen? Once, you're, once you were wet with the dew, God has to now preserve you. Why? Because you have the life of religion that comes from God, and you have the life of government that comes from... That's what Revelation 12 is all about. The government of God. The government in the church and the government in the, in the civil government. That's what Revelation 12 is dealing with. That's what the dragon is angry with. People who recognizes God both in religious government and the civil government. That's who he's angry because those who understand this have the very life that comes from God. And with that life, they're going to give it back to other people. And it's going to lead to reforming their religious life and reforming their civil life. Amen? Amen? That's why the dragon is. So let's look at, let's trace the dragon now. Can I have a reader for that first one? It's trace, right? Let's trace it. We have to see this. Can I read that first quote and then somebody follow up with the second quote, just back to back, loud and clear, please. I have been permitted to behold the working in different ages of the great controversy between Christ, the Prince of Life, the author of our salvation, and Satan, the Prince of Evil, the author of sin, the first transgressor of God's holy law. As the Spirit of God has opened to my mind the great truths of his word, and the scenes of the past and the future, I have been bidden to make known to others that which have thus been revealed, to trace the history 
of the controversy in, the, in past ages, and especially so to present it as to shed a light on the fast approaching struggle of the future. Is that the end of the quote? Yeah. Does everyone see Revelation 12 written all over Ellen White? That, that's what he just read. Yeah. Revelation 12 is written all over Ellen White. Did y'all see that? Yeah. So, what is, so what is she? She's a seed of that woman. That's, we have to see these things. We can't just read these things dead in our mind. When we get baptized, our conscience is awakened to see things like that when we read. But if we're careless readers, we won't see those things. Is everyone following? That's what it means to be alive. To, that's one of the meaning to be alive to God. When we read our Bible, we are also to read with life. He's given, you, he's given us his Holy Spirit at baptism so that we can enter into his services with life. Have interest in what we're reading, and then we'll see things like that. Amen? She's clothed with the sun. That's all Ellen White just said. I'm clothed with the sun. The past is lit up, lit up to me, and now she can safely guide people and navigate them the right direction because she's going to put a difference between the light and the darkness, the prince in the life and the prince of darkness. And these two elements, and she says we should trace them. So let's, let's trace them. Next reading, please. The Bible is its own expository. Scripture is to be compared with Scripture. The student should learn to view the words as view the word as a whole. Hold on. How should we view it? As a whole. So that means everything we're studying, they're all connected. Yes. They are all connected. We should, we, if she's saying that, so when Revelation 18 comes, it's coming to a people who views the word as a whole. That's who it's coming to. Is everyone following? Mm -hmm. That's who is going to show. They, they, they're going to see it as a whole. And here's why they're going to see it as a whole. Continue. And to see the relation of its parts. He should gain a, he should gain a knowledge of its grand central theme, of God's original purpose for the world, of the, of the rise of the great controversy, and of the work of redemption. He should understand the nature of the two principles that are contending for supremacy. And should, learn, and should learn to trace their, their working through the records of history and prophecy to the great consummation. He should see how this controversy enters into every phase of human, of human experience, how in every act of life he himself reveals, to, reveals the one or the other of the two antagonistic motives, and how, with, whether he will, he will or not, he is even now deciding upon which side of the controversy he will be found. That's right now. Amen. That's literally right now. Every one of us in this room and every one of us watching, everyone that's watching after this goes out on video, you're deciding which one of these two principles is working in your life right now. Right now you're deciding which one of these two antagonistic principles. Both those principles are in us. There's two laws, Warren Weir, in the members. But we're either killing one and giving life to the other, or we're killing the other and giving life to the other, or we're trying to ride the fence like Laodicea, which Christ says is impossible to do. You can't serve Christ and Satan. It's impossible. It's physically, literally, it's impossible. You're going to hate one, love the other. You just can't do it. So pick one. Right now, God is asking us to pick one. We know, we know which one we're serving. We know. The Bible says there's a spirit in man, and you know. You know if you're walking in this message or not. You know. If you didn't know, then what? Then you have a dead conscience. Is everyone following? Every one of us sitting here know if you're walking in this message or not. You know. Simply, how do you know? By what you do every day in the light of this message. You know. Amen. That's what the quote just said. 
each have a part. So you, so you're, you, you should know. So let's trace it. So what we're going to do is now trace these two antagonistic principles. And I just, God is just so good as you do this. This is what Revelation 18 is coming to light up. This is what is coming to light up. The entire history from, the, from, from its entrance to its close. That's what is coming to light up. But the light is streaming from this side so we can see it. Why is the Lord doing that? So that when the light comes, we won't run from it. He gives you a little bit of it so when it comes, you won't run. So those who are not walking in it and they're not seeing it, when it comes, what are they going to naturally do? Daniel 10 says the men saw what? Not the vision. Because they didn't see it before. Daniel's seen it before. It's Daniel 8.14. He's seen it. He's seen it explained in Daniel 9. He said, I understood the vision. That's what he said in 10. So therefore, he was prepared for the further light was given to him. He had the experience of the, of the what? So further light was given to him. Amen. That, that's, that's all. So when you go down, the next one, it says lessons in nature, right? Okay, so learn. All right. So Adam and Eve fell. So the method that God chose to teach men after they fall was nature. Nature was what God chose in order to instruct men to lead them back to heaven. So Satan now warred against that. Warred against that. He set up a false natural system. God had a correct natural system. He set up a false natural system. So from Adam all the way down to Mount Sinai, that's what, was, that's what God had in the record to teach men. It was nature. But by the time you get to Egypt, they lost that understanding. They were unable to see God really in nature anymore. So God needed to change his, his weapon of warfare. He can't fight with that by itself anymore. He needs to now change it. And from that point, you go to Mount Sinai, the quote that should come in there, it should talk about, you have a couple of verses, right? You have 2 uh, Corinthians and the weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through God. And my people went into captivity because they had no knowledge. Amen. So captivity come because you what? You have no knowledge. So when they went into Egypt, what did, why did they go into captivity? What didn't they have a knowledge of? Read the next quote, please. What didn't they have a knowledge of? Many years have the children of Israel been in, in servitude to the Egyptians. The whole thing or just both? Bowl. Just read the bowl for now. Okay. And being surrounded with idolatry, many of them had lost the knowledge of the true God and had forgotten his law. And they united with the Egyptians in their worship of the sun, moon, and stars. Hold on, stop. So when you lose a knowledge, you unite with those around you. So you go into captivity right there. Y'all follow? Isaiah 5 is just, that's what that is showing us. They lost the knowledge and they went into captivity. And the Lord left them there until the time came, until the, time, till the moon came to now deliver them. The seal of God or the mark of the beast. Amen. No more knowledge. Because you've identified yourself with idolatry. You've accepted the mark of the beast and chose to unite with that civil government and that religious government. You chose to, you chose to accept that idea of what a state should look like and that idea of what a church should look like. And by accepting that idea, that's going to be your life. And by accepting that life, you accepted the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is the life of the beast. The seal of God is the life of God. That, that's the two. Is everyone following? Yeah. 
You either accept the life of God or you accept the life of Satan. That's it. The life of Satan is his idea of what a church should look like and what a state should look like. And the life of God is God's idea of what a church is and what a state is, not look like what it is because God is. So whatever God make, it just is. Amen. Amen? It just is. Satan can only make like. He can't make is. He can make like it, but he can't make it. God is the only maker and creator. He's just a liker, the imposter, the, the, the deceiver. So what does he do? He makes a system like the nature system God set up to lead them into idolatry. This is how he warred against God in the first part of the world. That's how he warred. He uses nature. He uses the very tool God gave men to educate them. That's what he did. Is everyone following? We're going to walk all the way down to our time because it didn't change. By the grace of God. Um, the Bible says, God said, let there be light in the firmament. And he made the great light, the sun and the moon, and then he made the stars. Satan, before Christ came, could have only used nature. Praise God. Once Amen. Christ came. Praise God. Once Amen. Christ You're running way ahead of me. <laughs> go ahead. Amen. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's Once all Christ in there. Came, the Bible set up a new system Amen. of Christ. Every time. Therefore, Every Satan He's, amen. Amen. He's got to rival it. He's going to rival it. I'm, I, praise God. I, I'm glad that his mind is working because that's literally where we're going to go. Amen. Amen. So at the civil Sunday law, what's God going to do? He has to set up a new government because the old one is not sufficient to deal with the powers that be. So Satan is going to set up a new government. So it's new government versus new government. Is new church versus new church. But you also see that in Revelation 12. Amen. Says, he shall rule with the rod, rod of iron. Praise God. There. Thank you for that. There's Amen. Uh, thank you. I it's praise right God. There. I didn't see that, God's man. That's nice. So, but in, in order to do that, he needs to set it up yes. because it hasn't been set up yet. Ah, oh, man. Thank you for that. That really helps. But no, I don't want to lose. Isaiah, I don't want to lose. It. Said, Amen. Praise God. Something. That's nice. But going back, everyone following? I'm not going to run too far ahead, but praise God that y'all follow. So the Lord now took them from, when they went into Egypt, God had to re-educate them on who's the God of nature. Yeah. Because they worshiped the sun, moon, and stars and everything that God created and made all those things God. So God had to show he's God of the sun, he's God of the moon, he's God of the river, he's God of the water, he's God of the flies, he's God of the bees, he's God of this. Not only he's God of nature, he's also the God of man by killing the firstborn. Yeah. Why isn't your firstborn able to deliver you from the power of death? So God had to show that I am the God of humanity. Fall down and worship me. And Pharaoh did it only for a brief moment. Yes. Because it was too powerful of a light to resist. So you know what that means? Some of us, God forbid, are like Pharaoh. This light is too powerful and you'll fall down like Lucifer, but it's only for a brief moment. Because you're going to rise back up and when you go home, you're going to go right back to the foolish thought you had before you came here. Now is the time to put away that foolish thought that you know what thought you have that you should be putting away, right? Every one of you, every one of us, you know what thought you have. If you don't get rid of that thought, you're going to go into captivity and no more knowledge for you. If I don't get rid of that thought that God is clearly saying, get rid of this foolish thought, you're going to go into captivity. That's what Israel did. They got rid of the thought of God, so they went into captivity. The only way to bring them out was to show them that he's the God of the nature you don't worship these things. I created these things. I'm God of all these things. One true God. I got, I got a 
and Jesus Christ, who was represented in Moses. So I just want to see Moses introduce the time of reformation for the new weapon of warfare. Now, that's why the reform line was there with Moses, because this, because the Lord couldn't reform it yet. He, amen. Uh, I'm, how much time, Sasha? 20, I'm at 40. I don't want to go to an hour. What is exactly am I at? 39. 39. All right. All right. Let me know when I get to 45, please. Amen. Amen. That understands nature. Amen. False prophet. Amen. 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 What do you say? That's what was impressed upon my mind. I was like, Lord, this is going to be awful. It's an awful time that we're about to pass through. And if we don't understand the God of nature and the God of the Bible and the God of the spirit of prophecy and how he works in the church and how he works in the state, goodbye. That's all I can say is goodbye. Goodbye. If you don't understand these things, goodbye. Good night for you. You're going to go off into darkness. It's that bad, and it's that serious. And I plead with God every night. I'm like, Lord, save me from myself, and please save my family, and please get my brothers and sisters ready. They have no idea what's before. I have no idea what's before, but Lord, you allow me to see a little of what's before. And it is fearful. It's fearful. Satan is going to be unleashed in nature. He's going to have permission to use the Bible. He's going to use the spirit of prophecy. He's going to use Adventists who didn't make a connection through the first, the second, and third angel's message. He's going to use them to deceive the whole world, and they're going to have to drink the seven last plagues, every single drop of it. Every drop of it. Because they led God people into captivity. They knew the right way because he gave it to them, but they had lined up themselves with the beast, the dragon, and the false prophet to war against the knowledge that comes from God. But we can know which side we're on right now. Right now. This is, this is a serious time in which we're living in, and God is doing everything in his power to arouse us by his word. He don't want to do it with judgment. He want to do it by his word. Believe what the word is saying to you now. If you wait for the judgment to come, it is harder. It's harder. Judgment is coming. I promise. It's coming. It is coming. But we want to make sure we have the right knowledge when it comes because if you don't, you're going to end up on the wrong side before the civil Sunday law. Not the civil, before that time. The civil Sunday law is for people who've made the right decision. They've walked in the light, and they came up to that point. The Bible says they, that, were, what? Ready. Went into the judgment of the living, seeing the books open. Amen. And they can, they can get the knowledge because they made themselves ready to receive that knowledge by making an entire surrender. They recognize, they trace the dragon, how he fights against this woman throughout history. I stopped at Mount Sinai, and I'm going to, let me, in, how much time, Sasha? I'm at 42, right? Four, okay, I'm going to go from Mount Sinai. The next one now is Mount Sinai to, to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so from Mount Sinai to Christ. I love this. God is so good, man. I really love this. Because Israel, I, please read the quotes. I'm only going to reference them. In the, first, in the next quote of Israel, it says that God wrote out his law because he couldn't trust people to remember how he teaches through nature anymore. So he gave it to them in plain language. He wrote it out. And not only did he give it to them, he connected the sanctuary to it. 
But before that, they had nature and altars. They had nature and altars. That's how they worship God. So when you come to, to, to Moses now, God says, Moses, I'm going to write my law and I'm going to use you to write the first books of the Bible. So now man has a written record of what nature teaches them. So therefore, they shouldn't worship the sun, moon and stars anymore. I'm giving them a correct knowledge of, because you just write in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So now man knows. Now men know God created the heavens and earth, so they should, Israel should not be found worshiping the sun and the moon and the stars. So Satan knows he can't use nature that way anymore. So God brought in the temple, so Satan brings in a temple. He introduced the pagan temple right there. Is everyone following? So now the temple worse, temple services is now introduced because God introduced. That's God's new mode of warfare to fight against Satan right there. The right way. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 He's just running ahead. But praise God. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad the mind is working. That's how you know God is here and the Spirit is moving. Amen. Amen. Because he sees what Satan's about to do. So Christ is way ahead of him. Way ahead of him. So God introduced a new system of worship. He just took what he taught through nature and put it in. Put in the, nature teaches us to keep the Ten Commandments. It does. So God says, so you know what, because you, are, you worship with Egypt, you went into captivity and you lost that capability of how to read nature. Now I'm going to write out nature for you. But you know what God's going to do at the end of the world? He's going to restore all that man lost throughout time. Amen. He's going to restore it. We're going to, as soon as our eye looks upon nature, ah, that's teaching me to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. What do you mean? Yes, that's what the ocean teaches. It's, look, look what the, the ocean is coming in and it's going out. It's teaching me to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Amen. That's what God's going to restore is the restoration of all things. All that, every captivity, man lost something. When Adam and Eve went in, they lost something. When they went into Egypt, human family lost something. When they went into the 2520, the human family lost something. So Christ came in the worst time in the human family's existence when they've lost all that knowledge. But he was the son of God. He had all that knowledge. And Christ had to overcome and fight all that stuff that man lost in the most weakest of body given to him. And he won the fight. He won the fight. Praise God. He came in the worst sinful state of human flesh, and Christ won that fight. He won it. He showed Satan that even though you weakened humanity for 4,000 years, I defeated you, you bastard. What does a bastard mean? Without a father. He was cast out of heaven. He doesn't have a father. Is everyone following? And Christ says, I'm the true son of God. I'm the son of the father. Amen. That's why the father says, this is my son, not Satan. I cast him out of heaven. Hear him. This is my son. And accept his religion, accept his idea of religion, and accept his idea of a civil government. Remove the Roman idea of civil government and remove the Roman idea of religious government. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased and you should hear. That's it. So God set up a new system, Christ. From that point on, Satan will never get the head. But he will get men. But he'll never get Christ. Because Revelation 12 says he was taken to heaven. 
So he will never touch the head. He will never be able to change or alter God's teaching anymore. Amen. Impossible. So that means I can really know what the truth is right now. Because there's a head to the human family. I don't need to go to the priest anymore. I don't need to go to the sanctuary anymore on earth. I just need to, oh, Christ, you're right there. If, if I really don't understand something, just fall on your knees and say, Christ, I really don't understand what the daily means. I have no idea what Swindon and Roshad and Romario and Kanal just presented today. I literally have no idea, Lord. But if, you're their if you are the pastor of those people at Living Waters, then certainly you want to be my pastor. If you can teach them and they can go up there and represent you, Lord, then you can teach me so I can represent you like they're doing. Amen. Please teach me, Lord. Please show me. You are the one that God has set up because God, our Father says, hear you. And Lord, I want to hear you. But where do you speak? Through the Bible and through men and through nature. Is everyone following? So as I said, we can know who's leading in our lives right now. Amen. We can know. If we didn't study last week, I can tell you who's leading in your life. If you didn't study any aspect of this present truth, I can tell you who's leading in your life. I can, and so can you. So can you. So can you. If you didn't return tithes and offering, I can tell who's leading in your life. So can you. If you're not eating what God says, you know what to eat. Stop lying to yourself. You do. You know what to study. Stop lying to yourself. You know what to study. Because Matthew 25 says they ran to the wise and said, give me the oil. Oh, so you know what to study. You know what to study. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a what? Liar. We're liars. We know what to do. It says, I've shown thee, O man, what is good. God did show Israel what was good. And what the Lord required, he wrote it out plainly, Ten Commandments, Sanctuary, he gave it to them. So we know the true church, the true church will always have a good knowledge of nature, the Bible, and the sanctuary. Praise God. The sanctuary. The sanctuary is the key to salvation. That's why Satan hates it. Anyone who's getting light on the sanctuary, that's God's true church. And those whose probation closes lose all knowledge of how Christ works in the sanctuary. That's why it closed for the Jews. That's why it closed for the Protestants. And unfortunately for nominal Adventists at the Civil Sunday Law, it's done. The Seventh-day Adventist church as we know it now, at the Civil Sunday Law, there's going to be a marked change in how you see them. I'm serious. You're going to see the Adventist church, the nominal Adventist, in a way we, like, whoa, what happened? And you know what Christ is going to say? An enemy have done this. Amen. He was only giving them the what? The desires of their heart. What? I'm stopped right here. I'm going to stop here by the great. Remember this. I'm going to just close off here. So God, Adam and Eve fell. God set up nature long before they fell to be man's instructor. Man perverted their understanding of nature. So God sent the deliverer. God sent Christ, Moses, to deliver man from their captivity of a wrong understanding of nature. Moses went in and delivered them and brought the correct understanding of nature by the ten plagues. He gave them a correct understanding, and Israel came out under that correct understanding. But just so that they wouldn't forget, God told Moses, Moses, 
I'm going to write Ten Commandments, and I want you to write the statues of the Ten Commandments. I want you to put it in a book. And then I want you to come up into the mount. I'm going to give you a sanctuary that points out the right way so they no longer have to go the wrong way of what constitutes religious worship and religious services. So the Lord gave man the sanctuary as the new mode of warfare to fight against paganism from that time until Christ came. So from that time, the Jews had to keep this mode of warfare. Notice, a long interval always passes the mode of, that's how powerful God's weapon is. That's how powerful the truth is, that it can last. God gave them nature. It took 2,000 years for them to lose that power. So God regave them that power, and it took another 2,000 years for them to lose it. All right, so I'm going to send my son. Because they lost that power, I'm going to send my son and give them eternal power. I'm going to give them a power that will shine until Jesus comes the second time. Amen? But in between that, it loses its power because somebody always comes between. Something always eclipses the sunlight. And Christ has to move that one that's eclipsing the sun. The power is still there. It's just been eclipsed by the man of sin. He only eclipsed it. And God needs somebody to go drive that man out and let the sun shine again. Is everyone following? Amen. Go ahead, You Tony. said something that I don't know if everybody has caught, but you said, give them nature. Amen. But when he regave them nature, he also gave them a man. Remember Praise God. Says? Amen. And then he Keep that in mind. a man when Christ came. Amen. Keep that in but mind. When he gave Christ, he gave a church. Amen. Amen. And then he regave a church on October Amen. 22nd. He gave a man. But, which mean, but he gave us something on October 22nd. Yes, yes. Amen. We're going to come down to that. With the church. Amen. And he's going to regive that to us. At, at the Civil Sunday Law. Nice. Because we and new light is not what so God right now is showing us that what he's about to have come is connected to what had already came So none of us can doubt what's coming none of us Amen, because what 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 do we see in manifest right before our eyes Swindon Romario teach? We're seeing the spirit of prophecy. Does anyone uh, I'm not gonna go over time. I'm gonna stop here So the Lord is allowing us to look back to the past and see the controversy between Christ and Satan so we can recognize it in our time right now. Man, if we really get this, y'all will flee. If you work in a hospital, you will leave working in a hospital. If you work in a wrong institution, you will leave it. If you see this and you're going to college, you will see why you should stop going to college. That's why Satan don't want you to see this because all these institutions on planet Earth right now is for the purpose of eclipsing Christ in the most holy place. All of it. God is not asking us to make an entire surrender without intelligence. He's showing us why we need to make an entire surrender. If we're eating the wrong food, there's a reason why he's saying break away from that food because Satan, there's two powers working in this world. God, even though those men out there in the world don't know him, God has agents that work in the FDA and they really want to do the right thing. And God has, and Satan has wicked men in the FDA. They could care less about the right thing. They're going to do what they wickedly want to do. And God has people in the banking system because the earth is, the earth is yours and the fullness thereof and everything in it. So God has good men in the banking system. Satan has evil men in the banking system. God has good men in the political system. Satan has evil men. Why is it like that? Who have an enemy has done this? He's just warring against every institution I set up. He's just making a counterfeit to it to deceive people on the right and the wrong way. But the most important thing that man needs right now is a religious life. 
If you don't have a religious life, a civil life, mean nothing. You're not going to live in my civil government with a wrong idea of religion because it was a wrong idea of religion that led to the first fall. So a wrong idea of religion is not going back into heaven. So the first thing God's fix is our religion. Religion makes the man. As I think, so I am. So if I have a wrong idea of what it means to serve and worship God, that's what you will be. So God fixes our religious view first. That's the woman fell first. Religion fell first. A wrong idea of religion led to a wrong idea of a civil government in Adam. The man always chooses the church over God. That's the problem. Adam chose the church over the God of the church. Are y'all following? He sets up a beautiful religion, but the Jews chose the religion over God. The Protestants choose that over God. So Adventists is going to choose the system God set up over God. And the danger we have, the new system he's going to set up, it's only a type. We better not choose it over God. Because at the Sunday law, God forbid, some of us are going to make it to that side, and some are going to hold to Oh, the judgment of the living. How do I know that? Just look at 9-11. People who accepted that, they just hold to that and go, don't go forward. People who went past that in 2014, they accept that but don't go forward. 2016, they accept up to that, but when you come to the scapegoat, no further. Then you come to the fifth day, the fourth one, they accept everything up to the, oh, no further. So right now, we're in that boat. We're in that boat right now. And I pray that we advance. I pray that today, if, if we hear God's voice today, please don't, don't harden your heart. Don't do it. You know how you harden your heart? By not acknowledging what he revealed to you today. That's how you're going to leave. If you leave here today and don't contemplate and don't meditate and don't think upon what, what Val went over in health and what's when it's that serious now. God sets the tone for what man is to think in the week to come. That's what the Sabbath was for. The, preach, the preacher teaches on Sabbath to set the course for the next week. Is everyone following? Amen. That's the God we serve. He's always ahead of Satan. So if we really pay attention, what's taught on Sabbath in it is the very thing you need for the week coming. Whatever's lined up for you that week, it was taught on Sabbath because the Lord gives you present food and future food. Y'all following? In that food, I mean, that's how the body works. You eat the food, it, it, it prepares you. Amen. Christ already knows what's coming next week. And he puts that diet in the food. So the body, your natural body, stores some things, don't it? Yes. For future use. Yes. God works the same way. He, the truth we're receiving today, we receive it, it's for today. But in that truth, if we really meditate upon it and think upon it, it's preparing you for Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Amen. Let us work. Let's serve God with an honest and sincere heart by his mercies. Amen. So I pray if we hear his voice say, please, let's not harden our hearts. Let us go through the Sabbath talking about these things. If you, let's just meditate upon these things and let these things permeate the mind and work the mind and elevate the mind and build up the mind. Let's, let's, let's do that so we can leave the Sabbath and go into the week like that. Amen. Amen. Let us do that. So let us close out with the word of Heavenly Father. Lord, I really want to thank you for the Holy Spirit, O oh Lord. And I really want to thank you for holy angels that are here. Lord, unbelief is evil, Lord. I really can't stand that evil spirit of unbelief. 
Because of that, O oh Lord, we don't really see and appreciate these things. Even I myself is guilty of the same. And Lord, I really pray that you'll drive that evil woman of unbelief from our heart. We believe, O oh Lord, but we really pray and ask that you help our unbelief. There's a terrible darkness upon the world, but even a worse of darkness upon the Adventist people, who should be a people of all light, but they're so full of themselves, O oh Lord. And I pray and ask that you help us to crucify the flesh with its affections and lusts. Help us to eat the right knowledge. There are two knowledges in this world. You taught that from the very beginning, the knowledge of life and the knowledge of good and evil. And Lord, I really pray and ask that you help us to eat that knowledge of life and to have an understanding and to trace this great controversy because if we can see how it began from the beginning, how it entered, and how it's working in the world today, oh Lord, it makes it easier for us to see our dangers today. So I really thank you for the Holy Spirit, the one, the, 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 the governor of all of these things, the governor of nature and the Bible and the, and the spirit of prophecy in the lives of men. We thank you, O oh Lord, that he's here to teach us, to guide us, instruct us. And we thank you for holy angels who've been around for 6,000 years working alongside men. They have a good understanding of the warfare going on. And, it, and heaven is just trying to prepare us, O oh Lord, for this battle. Help us to prepare, Lord. Help us to keep this Sabbath day holy. Please forgive each one of us of our sins. And we ask that you'll create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And Father in heaven, comfort us, O oh Lord. Comfort us with the truth and bring these things to our remembrance at the right time. And if there's anything we're failing to ask of you, please do not fail to grant it on to us. In Jesus' name we pray.